That was awesome. I finally got to see somebody else hit the drum solo on that intro. Thank I do you, it Kevin. every time. I know, every but I've time. never had this behind the scenes until last week when you and Luke both bailed on us and I had to take over controls. And now I can see everybody during that. And I saw you hit the drums. And now I know I wasn't the only one that always used to do it. So thank you, Kevin. And thank you, everybody, for coming here for another episode of the Fantasy Bestie Show right here on the Razzball YouTube channel. Thank you, as always, to Razzball for hosting us over here. Thank you, everybody who's tuning in. Jump in the chat. Definitely check out that Razzball YouTube channel for the Live Start Sit Show every Sunday morning. Check out everybody on this show because, look, these are hard-hitting analysts right here. I mean, we got Cantaloupe. We got Coupe Fiasco. We got K. Tompkins. I, I. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Fantasy Besties. Welcome back. What's going on, fellas? Woo! Let's go, baby. Let's go. We, dude. One of these days, we're gonna get all five of the of the gang together. No Linda tonight. No Linda tonight. But we got JB. We got Loop down in the. I love the setup. Ever since you switched switched it, man, it's real rustic, dude. And I know you, you're a pretty rustic guy. So <laughs> there she is. Linda's here in spirit. Yeah, yeah we're like every time you see like those stats about the offensive lines not playing together. That's like the that's us. Yeah. Yes, that's us. Linda, you got to anchor the line. So if we were an offensive line, who would play what position? I mean, I'm the fat guy, so I guess I'm the center, right? Like I'm the guy that just has to be there in the middle, right? And taking up the most space. I think you and me are the guards. We're the two biggest as far as like. JB, I actually, uh, I actually played center. Uh, Ooh, until I, okay. Until, until I quit playing football. So this was in middle school. And uh, I was the I was the starting center until I got benched for this guy BJ Nelson. Uh, <sighs> but it was <laughs> BJ, you know. But no, it it Look, was my BJ's. it was my fault. It was one of those situations where the coach like grabs you and he's like, "Remember, son, it's on two. And I go out uh, there, I I snap it on one, <laughs> bro, <laughs> dude. That's how the line, the line doesn't move. The QB gets smacked, and uh, I was. Uh, I was never uh, the starting center again. Loop, I gotta say, bro, that that's legit. That exact scenario is how I broke this finger. That's why that finger looks like that dude. because Greg Roselli snapping <laughs> it on like, one to, to centers oh, it, everywhere. It was on two, yeah, to you and BJ Nelson. Although at least we know, <laughs> yeah. at least we know that we're gonna get we're gonna demonetized over that one. Yeah, right. it's a little early in the show, but yeah, uh, we at least we know that you have way, way better hair than BJ Nelson, right? Like no question. That much is true. Yeah. I was going to say that may have to make you the center because you have the most experience. But after that story, I'm not sure. We might have to move you to guard. Uh, You need to move me (laughs) far out of the lineup, to be honest. I mean, I guess we can we can make Coop and Linda the tackles, right? Because I would assume that they'd be the quickest and spryest. (laughs) Who do we got? We got a guest. Daddy's home. <laughs> oh! Look at the guest appearance. What are you doing here? What are out you of doing? the closet. What are y'all doing here? Oh, Daddy I'm not fully out of the closet. Home. Don't tell everybody. He's <laughs> not out of the closet yet. Not yet. Well, now I am, I guess. Oh, what a Holy good surprise. Shit. Mike, 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 Mike. What's up, y'all? What's up, bro? Mike that was Plus, a bro, and my heart rate Welcome now. Welcome to the besties. Where'd yeah, you come from? Thanks. Uh, I was drinking your bourbon downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of it, and now I'm here. What are you guys talking about? Are we talking, we're going to do football? Or? We haven't talked to any football yet. Well, yeah, we haven't Yeah, We were just kind of setting ourselves up as an offensive line, thinking who would play what position. So if you had to organize the fantasy besties, Mike, and, and put Linda in the mix because she's a fantasy bestie, who plays what position on the offensive line? Well, Linda's left tackle. I mean, if anyone's covering my blind side, it's Linda. That, that's that's right. quite obvious. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna lie, JB. You're probably center. Like you're, that's what you know, I you're. Said. Yeah, a little delicate, but kind of running the show, which is good. Um, I got Kevin and Lubick guard. Uh, you guys need a right tackle, and you have a whole offensive line. But I think Loop and Kevin, realistically, they they have that anger thing. Now. Honestly, Coop probably not an offensive lineman. A little too, uh, a little too soft. Oh, you know what I mean? Like Lane, Lane Johnson was a quarterback. Like Coop can put a little more bulk on. He could be really mobile I, right tackle. 
I mean, sure, but but right now, left side, strong side, Linda, you know it. Um, but yeah, right now, more of like a punter. I mean, punter, honestly, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> punter. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I hold the snaps. I'm that dude that yeah. Here, Mike, this is <laughs> this is what I have Mike do. Mike's job, Mike's only job would be that guy that like when it's really windy. He goes out and he holds. He like puts his foot on the. Uh, he puts his he puts his finger on the ball so they can do kickoffs when it's too windy. That would be the only job I trust you with, dude. No, that's fair. No, that, that that's totally fair. Like th- things have changed quite a bit from uh, you know my younger athletic years. That's so an important guy though. For that ashtray that they use now instead of like the actual holder. Yeah. Well, my my goal would be just not get hurt. So yeah, I would take that job or even the guy who runs out and gets the tee and runs it back. I'm cool with that. Like I don't need much. I was in in an interview once and they asked me, what was your dream job? And I said, that's a tough question. I never thought about that one, but I don't know if you're thinking realistically or not, but I'd say a bullpen catcher. Cause I mean, that guy's getting paid and he doesn't have to do anything and he gets to travel with the team and sign autographs for kids that have no idea who he is. So you say that till the first worm ball hits you in the sack and then what, (laughs) then what JB, then I hope I have a good cup for the money I'm getting. I I hope so. For 235k, you better buy something metal. It goes all the way down the taint, you know, (laughs) damn right. So speaking of which, let's not go down the taint and let's talk about some football here today. All right. So we're going to start with first down. Mike, do you know anything about football? No, not really. All right. Mike's going to hang out. You don't really know anything. Yeah. You know what? I I heard he had a really good Scott Fishbowl draft. Um, You know, I heard he made some really good picks. He drafted that stud Evan Engram. So I think he knows a little bit about football. So I'm glad he's here to hang out with us. But first down, guys, what was your favorite thing you saw this week? Luke, get us started because your game was the first one this week, and that probably wasn't the favorite thing you saw this week. So what was your favorite thing of the week? Listen, man, I'm just hoping that uh, I've broken the curse. since I was out the last two weeks uh, from the show. So ever since the last time I've been on, the Dolphins have lost three straight games. So I'm hoping that my appearance now is going to break the curse and they're going to beat Kev's pack here coming up next week. So, um, yeah, that was – that was rough, so I don't really have a favorite thing. I've just been sad. So no, but that's great, Loop. I mean, it's, it's just, basically your fault. I mean, we're just gonna blame you now that, that the is. Dolphins fell off. So Troy, if you're watching, Mike, if you talk to Troy, let him know it's Loop's fault. It's all Loop's fault. No, I mean honestly, we all enjoy the Dolphins losing. So I mean, thanks, <laughs> Loop. I appreciate it. That's the one thing that went the best way this week. Guys, come on. <laughs> you can't say anything after yesterday. We're leaving. We're, we're that's it. Yeah, like, let's no, get out of here. Dude. Yeah, we already yeah. knew we're our team already. sucked. You're just learning now, though. That's we're, the difference. That's what we're doing tonight. Is we're mourning. We're going down to we're going down to Gillette Stadium to light candles. Pour one out. We actually are going to go down to Patriots Place and watch the football. Bring game. some cranberry bourbon with you and just go to town. Nice, Kev. What was your cranberry bourbon of the weekend? What was your favorite thing you saw? Mm. Uh, well, cranberry bourbon wouldn't that be a bad thing? Um, it but, is. It is. Yeah, but I mean, but it's see, free when when they when they make you the wrong that, It couldn't have been that great, but uh, uh, no. I mean, I guess it's slightly blasphemous to say, but the whole Vikings Colts like that's got to be it. I mean, it's the greatest comeback in NFL history. Uh, other than that, best thing I saw was me eking out a victory in King's Classic and not having a viral tweet go out about how Jacoby Myers fumble slash whatever that was cost me a league. Uh, so that was probably the favorite thing that I saw this weekend is more of a personal note, but uh, on, on the field would definitely be that, that entire comeback, which is just absolutely wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I'm going to follow that up, Kev, because the favorite thing that I saw was the comebacks pluralized, right? And of course, one of them was against my Bucks, so that kind of sucked. But, you know, for Cincinnati to go down 17 nothing, come out of halftime and say, no, we're playoff contenders. We're Super Bowl contenders. This is not how we perform on the road against Tom Brady. We're going to come out and we're going to show you we are legit. And they made that comeback. And while I don't think that Minnesota is really legit, they did the same thing. They came out, they got down big, and they said, you know what? No. I saw people on Twitter coming out with the, you know, they are who we thought they were tweets. And they came out and squashed that before it even got going. So good for the comebacks, good for the teams that really had something to prove to show that they were going to come out and actually be contenders. So that was the favorite thing I saw. Uh, New England duo, what you got? 
Yeah. Shout out Boston Dave. Get that tweet up there, dude. The <laughs> Bo- Boston Gremlins, dude. Favorite thing I saw was um, was Keelan Cole stepping out of bounds on that touchdown. Uh, they correctly got the call right. Patriots won the game. That was uh, that was probably my favorite part of the week. Beyond that, though, you know, outside of the, the you know the correct call being made in that football game, would be Evan Ingram basically proving that he's matchup proof, folks. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys top five defense versus the tight end comes out ten targets ten. What more can you ask for in this world? That's three games. <laughs> Come on, not in front of my friend. Hey, not in front of my friend. Okay. <laughs> Give me that. They should have done that. That's true. That's true. Because it is all true. Three games in a row. Basically, Long show look, for that. If you look at the bad games that he's had, it was like the Eagles game, which was Hurricane, right? Trevor Lawrence fumbled four times. There was the Jaguars game, you know, uh, sorry, the, the, there was the next game, which was um, against the Chargers, where Derwin James, you know, kind of ate him up. He played really well for a stretch. Then he hurt his back. Now he's back. Three games in a row. It's wheels up, baby. It's Evan Ingram season. He's tight end, top five tight end. We're in. So. Dude, and that's the key. It's that position, right? It's that tight end position where really outside of Travis Kelsey, there's nobody that's really set it and forget it and you feel comfortable about it. So uh, out of the guys that you have to set and forget and feel okay with it, he's in there. He's in the mix for sure. Yeah, we lost. I mean, dude, Pat Fryermuth was set and forget. Now Three games in a row, 50%. Zero spot this week, dude. Brutal, yep. man. And then, you know, TJ Hawkinson, I say at this point, probably is in that realm. He's probably set and forget. As as good as you're going to get. But I don't know, Mike, what did you see this week? Anything that, that popped off the page at you? Oh, if we're going to talk comeback, I mean, we have to talk about the return of RB1. Uh, how did I lose my headset here? J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins coming back as an RB1 was huge. Two weeks in a row going for over 130. If Harbaugh could get out of his own way and Greg Roman actually knew how to call a game, that man would have went for 170. Did not touch the ball in the fourth quarter. Not once, despite averaging nine yards a carry. They're averaging 3.6 yards a drop back and still went for Tyler Huntley in the fourth quarter. Guess what? That's why you scored three points against the lowly Brown's defense. It's embarrassing. If you had just given the ball to Dobbins, it would have been 17-17 in no time. Even Gus Edwards averages 7.6 a carry, if I'm not mistaken. There was no reason to abandon the run with 10 minutes to go. But J.K. Dobbins, the return of an RB1, J.K. Dobbins just makes me so dang happy. Dude, the stats are like college football stats. When you like look at it afterwards, and you're like, this dude averaged 11 yards a carry? How, right. how do they not win the game? A team will lose by 20 points, and they'll have two guys that average 11 yards and 9 yards a carry. I'm not sure if anybody knows, but if you average 9 yards a carry, you just give that guy the ball a couple times, that's the first down, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you probably should do that as opposed to going to Tyler Huntley. I mean, that's an <laughs> option you had. But Greg Roman said, let's throw it to an absolutely dejected Mark Andrews. The guy's not fighting for the ball. He's not ducking into routes he's legitimately done he is done with the football season mark andrews is like screw this i'm going to the offseason i'm ready for golf and that's what they decided to go with they have no wide receivers since bateman went down just run the ball roman you have a great one-two punch with dobbins and edwards but the return of jk dobbins is outstanding great so mike let me ask you a question about that then when lamar yep. comes back do you think that changes or do you think that they stay on the ground and i mean to wyatt's point like how does greg roman still have a job is a great question i have no idea how greg roman still has a job he should not uh but lamar's only gold for the running back position, right? All he's going to do is he's going to freeze the linebackers because he's going to hand off. He's going to go the other way. Occasionally, the read option, he's going to cover it. But those middle linebackers have to freeze for at least a half a second every time Lamar Jackson's in the game. So when you're talking about 9.6 yards of carry without him, just imagine what that's going to be when he shows back up. It's going to be gold. It might not be great for your fantasy team because Lamar's going to keep it more often than Huntley, but the efficiency is going to go through the roof. I love it. I love it. And Drew, I see you up there. I know you talked about that comeback for the Jaguars. That was the third comeback I didn't mention by name. But yeah, that was a heck of a game. That was a really exciting game to watch. And we'll get into the Jaguars a little bit. Um, We did have a question from Craig. Craig asked us if we should go with Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon in a PPR. Looks like he's looking to lock up his matchup. Let's turn to the guy with the Green Bay hat on right now. Who are you starting, Kev? 
I mean, you could start both if I had to choose one. I mean, it's probably the Aaron Jones, but considering Dylan ran routes and 68% of routes uh, in week 14 or uh, week 13, I should say, they had to buy week 14. Uh, and then, you know, also out snap Jones is certainly something to consider, but I expect that to kind of be closer together. And then Dylan isn't as used in the receiving aspect as much as Jones. I mean, they're going to have to run a little bit. There's no Aaron Donald in the middle to, to really stop either guy. So if Green Bay's going to do it, it's probably going to be the run and then the play action. So give me Aaron Jones. You can't, it's hard to get away from him. I still think both guys are good starts, but one or the other for me, it's uh, it's Jones. Why are you going to start the backup running back over the starting running back? <laughs> so you're sorry. That's why it's the Tony Pollard to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Aaron Jones, man. In any sort of PPR, maybe in half PPR, you can make an argument that technically on the like five carries inside the five yard line, the team has had uh, AJ Dillon has four of them, but they aren't doing, they aren't getting it down to that situation. And when they do, Aaron Rodgers just calls his own name. So uh, he, he you know decides to throw it instead of running it. So you got to go Aaron Jones, any sort of PPR. Loop. I need uh, I need AJ Dillon to not do too much tonight in one of my matchups. So I'm sure that he is going to go off for about 30 points. So, but that doesn't <laughs> Just... help Craig. That's not Craig. <laughs> if I had to pick in a PPR, I would also go Aaron Jones. Uh, and that uh, he got a little banged up in that Week 13 game, didn't he? So I think that had something to do with the uh, right the snap yeah. share being off a little bit. So yeah. uh, I think he'll he'll be the the one A tonight to Dylan's 1B. So uh, if I had the choice, I'd go with Jones. Yeah. Mike, are you on in line with everybody? So, Craig, here's what I'm going to tell you. It depends on where you're at with your matchup. If you need like seven to nine points, you're going to go A.J. Dillon. And the reason for that is Aaron Jones coming off an ankle injury. Loop kind of alluded to it, right? And he's a guy that I'd be worried about maybe taking a hit. Oh, we saw a lot of that. From this week where you see a guy coming off of injury, taking a hit, Ryan Tannehill, Jonathan Taylor, right? And so what I would tell you, if you need a a solid floor, a seven and nine, I'm going A.J. Dillon because he's the guy that's been proven healthy. If you're looking for that 12 to 15 range, I don't think Dillon's going to get there. I agree that that Aaron Jones is probably the guy you're going to want if you're looking for a boom. Uh, So that's what I'll tell you, Craig, take a look at your score. And really figure out what you need. But if you're looking for a floor play, it's AJ Dillon. If you're looking for ceiling, it's uh, Aaron Jones, as everyone said. Mike, I'm so glad you're here because I would have felt weird saying that I like Dillon after everybody else said that they like Jones. So I'm so glad that you're here. And the reason why is A, he's healthier, like you said. B, I think this game could go one sided to the point where they're just going to be running the football. And if they just run the football, both of them are going to get involved. So I agree with you know everyone who said that both players are viable starts tonight. But I think that if it gets out of hand and if Green Bay goes up big, they're going to start resting Aaron Jones if he's not healthy and they're trying to make a wild card push. Maybe they'll take him out and go with a little bit more Dylan, who's healthier. So I, I would agree with big. you. That's a good one, JB. <laughs> Have you watched this team this year? My God. Yeah, but they're playing Baker Mayfield, bro. Yeah, so are the Raiders. <laughs> well, they're also the Raiders. The Packers <laughs> are the classic play down to your opponent or play up to whoever you're playing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it. look, I don't think you can go wrong either way, Craig. I think both options are good. You heard our reasoning behind them. So, good luck to you. We'll be rooting for you. And I think you're going to win regardless because both of those guys are going to put up points for you. Um, we're getting into the crunch, guys. I mean, there's three games left to play in the NFL season. Let's start talking about divisions. We're going to just go division by division. Who's going to win the division? We won't really talk about wildcard because guess what? Spoiler alert, next week we'll start talking about wildcard teams and who we think is going to win the wildcard. But divisionally, we'll start in the AFC. And we'll start with what might be the murkiest division in the AFC South because we talked about this a little bit on last week's show. And we said, well, you know, the Titans got a two-game advantage over the Jaguars. It'll be nice. Maybe it'll come down to that last game when they play each other. If this happens, if that happens. Well, guys, this and that is starting to happen because the Titans lost. The Jaguars won a game that people didn't think they were going to win. And now the 7-7 seven and seven Titans are only one game up on the 6-8 and eight Jaguars. So we can talk about the Jaguars win a little bit. 
We could talk about the Titans loss a little bit, but who wins this division, Coop? Dude, so I I know that our Jordan Loop is the IDP guy. I'm surprised you didn't fight harder for the Rayshon Jenkins uh, thumbnail this week, dude. It's a Big tough game, name. multiple it's a tough touch name to mention right now, Coop. Too. That it's too much pain for me because I had him on my. <laughs> On my bench and like my my <laughs> wow. most important like thirty two team league, so he had imagine uh, he had forty five points on my bench. Now so. now it's making a little more sense. Now it's making yeah, a little more sense so, why you didn't because normally you would be in the chat like it's got to be this guy. It's got to be the game winning pick six, multiple picks, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm the just lines too... are being colored in now. Yeah, okay, that makes sense now. All right, who who was the thumbnail? I, by the way, I don't really follow the show. Zay, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Zay. Oh, Should have been Chandler Jones, but should yeah, dude. He kind of vultured all the touchdowns away from my boy Evan Ingram. <laughs> Ingram got it last week. So does Frankel? By, by the way, does Frankel know that Evan Ingram is a league winner? Oh, don't don't don't. He'll he'll find a way. He'll find a way to argue. You know Scott Frankel, dude. He'll he'd never give up. He'll never – Evan Engel no. could be the number one flex player in the entire league, and Scott Frankel would still find a way to Yep, 100%. 100%. Uh, he's, he's a master of it. He's a master. That's, that, why, that's why we love him. But does that mean you're picking Evan Engel's team to win the division, Coop? I mean, dude, I'm also I'm actually quietly very salty with the Titans. I know the Patriots lost, which that was their fault, but Keelan Cole, Keelan Cole was out of bounds. Um, but had the Titans beat the Chargers – that was a that was even more important game for the Patriots than the than the Bills beating the the Dolphins. Like that game was huge. The Patriots play the Dolphins in two weeks. That game is everything. So the Dolphins, it didn't matter really matter if they won or lost. We need to beat them. But we also can backdoor our way in with the Chargers if they suck. So the Titans not winning that game was brutal. I'm now officially rooting for the Jaguars. And the way Trevor Lawrence is playing, my God, bro. Urban Meyer is a loser. This is basically Trevor Lawrence's rookie year now, it feels like. And yeah. it's only going to get better from here. And people forget that Peyton Manning threw 28 picks as a rookie. So, I mean, this guy was the first overall pick, one of the best prospects since Andrew Luck. Giants could be for real, man. Giants could be for real. Mike, what do you think? Still the Titans. I, I still think Mike Vrabel <laughs> pulls it out. I mean, we all want to talk about the Cinderella story. We all want to talk about the great, and it was a great win by the Jags. Like, a lot of things went well for them. And Trevor Lawrence is in another world right now. But it's still the Mike Vrabel Titans, and and they find ways to win. The only caveat is Tannehill's ankle. If Malik Willis ain't winning anything, he's not winning an NFL game. I don't care how good Derrick Henry is. Malik Willis is equally as bad as Derrick Henry is good, so they balance each other out. Uh, but if Tannehill's there and he's able to play, the Titans take this. That There's no doubt in my mind that this is still the Titans division to win. The Jags are a great story. As much as I want them to win, the Titans take it if I'm putting money down. No doubt in your mind, huh? That's confident. Kev, you got any doubt in your mind? The Titans suck. They're smoke and mirrors. Go Jags. <laughs> I be- hey, I've been saying the Titans are smoke and mirrors for like the past two years now. And uh, they make the playoffs every year. And they we haven't have. been. Yeah, we have this conversation. <laughs> You'll, be right once. You'll be right once. You'll be right once. You know what? The clock is right twice a day, so I'll, I'll go with those odds. But they got a they got a good interior defense, but they're pretty susceptible to the pass. Jeffrey Simmons is awesome. Yeah, is he not? Like that guy is very mm, good. Sure. I mean, speaking as an IDP guy. <laughs> uh, loop, loop, what do you <laughs> loop, let me get a zoom let me get a classic loop zoom on that one the, uh, <laughs> I'm the i still IDP gotta guy. learn how to do that i still gotta figure that out loop who you got winning that south division uh i've got the jags because and i'll tell you why it's because i tweeted out in like week three after they they won a game that they were going to host a playoff game so i just have that bookmarked so if they do, in fact, do it, I'm going to retweet it and I'm going to victory lap that. Uh, and that's literally the only reason. Nice. Um, I think I think it could go go either way, honestly. Uh, but the Jags are playing well. Trevor Lawrence has really uh, come into his own. Um, so he, he plays extremely hard. He's um, finding his receivers. He's made Zay Jones and Evan Ingram into superstars uh, the past few weeks here. So. Uh, I I love what they're doing. Uh, defense is coming along as well, so I think that they could uh, make some noise. I wouldn't want to play them uh, in the first round uh, matchup if I were the Ravens or the uh, Dolphins or whoever ends up in that uh, 
in that five spot. So yeah, they would definitely be a tough matchup. Absolutely. And I like that call because I do still think it's going to come down to that last game. Because if you look at their schedule, they both play the Texans. Okay, fine. The Texans are playing harder, but they both play the Texans still. So, you know, let's chalk those up as, as wins. We'll pencil them in because they're playing harder, but the different game that they're playing is that the Titans get the Cowboys and the Jags get the Jets. Now, while the Jets are still pretty good, I guess you can call them, they still have Zach Wilson playing quarterback right now. And if Mike White doesn't return next week, you'll have Wilson throwing picks to the Jaguars defense. And I think the Jaguars can win that game. And at that point, they win the game. The Texans uh, lose, obviously, the, the Titans beat the Texans. And now it comes down to that next week. Jaguars get to play the Texans. Then the Titans have to beat the Cowboys. Cowboys are still fighting for, you know, possibly fighting for the division at that point. They're playing hard. If they win the game, they're going to be tied going into a game at Jacksonville the last week of the season. And I think that's going to be the determining factor. The fact that it's in Jacksonville for a playoff spot, I'm going to give it to the Jags, but not by a lot. Hold on. In Uh, Jacksonville? In front of their four fans? Yes, that was all like, four of them. Uh, yeah. Are oh. you calling Jacksonville home field advantage? Jacksonville is a trash bag city that no one goes to. Not even people from Jacksonville nice, go outside. Mike. The weather's nice. Jamie, you just laid that out like <laughs> like the end of the murder mystery show when they're just like, and here's, <laughs> well, here's what happened. Right? And, then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden it's like, eh, now nah, the butler did it. Like and when, and then when we realize it's Jacksonville, the home of Fred Durst. And football, <laughs> how ridiculous football is, and whatever we think is going to happen almost never happens. Like, dude, who thought that you know there would be a thirty-three point comeback, or there would be a uh, a lateral play that gets inter- the lateral gets taken to the house? You know what I mean? Just yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think that personally. And we got George in the chat, dude. What up, George? That's another yeah. Boston guy. That, no, screw George. Yeah, we about to say get, we met him at the get at George the, out of here at the uh, SFD draft, and he's just another one of he's just another one of us. Oh, yeah. we like another George. one of those. Yeah, he's no, we do one. not like George. That, George took <laughs> George took Travis Kelsey one pick in front of me. I stuck with Jonathan Taylor. He knew who my one one was and took him anyway. Yeah. Screw Atta you, George. Boy, George, out of boy. George was George. in my division last year in SFB. That's my guy right there. Uh, we could skip through the AFC West because it's locked up. The Chiefs win, got them the mm-hmm. AFC West. Um, Chargers are still alive for a wild card spot, but we'll touch on that next week. Um, AFC North should be a quick conversation because it's Bengals at 10 and 4, Ravens at 9 and 5. Um, we talked about RB1, J.K. Dobbins coming back for the Ravens. We talk about them not really having a healthy quarterback at this moment. And the Bengals on the upswing. Guys, I'm going to be quick with my analysis. I think the Bengals win the division. They look like the truth. I'm going with the Bengals. Who you got, Kev? Bengals. I mean, you're asking me my basically my second team uh, is the Bengals. My kids, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. Uh, the Ravens are not as good as their record states. I mean, they're clearly playing with a backup quarterback. And while they might get Lamar Jackson back, I mean, who's he throwing to? I mean, it's pretty much got to be Mark Andrews if he can kind of find find their way from 2021 and the first part of 2022. Doesn't look good for him. Their defense ain't, great, ain't that great either. So uh, it's got to be the Ravens for me. But who's who's he throwing to is the biggest part for me is that, like, you look at the teams that went to the Super Bowl last year. It was this Bengals loaded at wide receiver, right? Tyler Boyd, Chase, Higgins. And then you look at the – Rams, they went out, they lost Robert Woods. They went out, got Odell Beckham. They had Cooper Cup. They have all these pieces. You look at the Cowboys, they, you know, went out. They already have, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Schultz, Gallup. They went out and got T.Y. Hilton. And even the Bills are quietly making sure that they have guys behind the guys, you know. So, like, they have Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. They quietly signed Smokey Brown. John Brown. They just, brought back the 2019 Bills is what they just, did. Yeah, they were like, yeah. you know what? If somebody goes down, like, so now if Gabe Davis goes down, they at least have that field stretcher on the outside. Now they have Cole Beasley to do his little weirdo stuff out of the slot. So, like, <laughs> people are loading up. Meanwhile, the Ravens decide they're going to take their top wide receiver, trade him away, and then the guy that was supposed to be the top guy gets hurt. So they're kind of in a hole here. and It's, it's not looking great in that, that pass attack. I just don't think they have enough pieces. Yep. Oh. I wasn't expecting to be on a show where uh, Smokey Brown and T.Y. Hilton would be the difference in people's uh, opinions on a team. This is this is new. This is cutting-edge stuff from 1997. Uh, but here we are. Yeah, that's wonderful. So anyway, um, 
It is. Uh, We're gonna fight. We're actually gonna fist fight. Over no, that, that's fair. That's show, fair. But so. but yeah, it, it it's the battle of embarrassing offensive minds. Zach Taylor and Greg Roman. Uh, who's gonna screw up more? Probably Greg Roman. We've talked about that. Uh, so the I don't know. Samaje P Ryan in the Super Bowl last two plays. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's what I mean. <laughs> Zach, Zach Taylor. Zach, right Taylor's there, a, Zach, Zach Taylor's Zach Taylor's a straight joke. But <laughs> Greg Roman's worse, and that that's what's becoming is that this division is terrible, and and it's just who's gonna coach worse. And it'll be Greg Roman and. And the Baltimore Ravens will be the joke of the uh, of the AFC North, and the Bengals will limp in, and and we'll all celebrate them. And, and next year we'll continue to overdraft Joe Burrow because we never learn. So yeah, go Bengals. I'm I'm, I'm mad that Linda's not here. I'm really mad Linda's uh, I not know, here, dude. <laughs> sorry, I'm under protest for overdrafting Joe Burrow. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Linda loves to talk about Zach Taylor, so I'm really disappointed she's not here, but. Luke, who you got winning this division? Yeah, I can't really follow that, so I'll just say Bengals and let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough. I like it because we're going to move on to the AFC East, Luke. And this one might be locked up already. It might be locked up, but I don't know. This week might have locked it up. So the Bills are 11-3. and three, The Dolphins are 8-6. and six. They played each other in a closer game than I thought it was going to be. But I think the Bills still showed us that this is their division, Luke. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, they would have to lose out and the Dolphins would have to win out for this to I mean to to be any any different here. So uh I do think the Dolphins will will make the playoffs, and that's not just me being a homer. Uh, if you look at the teams that are kind of on the outside that are pushing into that spot, um, I think the Dolphins are gonna get it. Jets, all those guys, Blech. Packers. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, I was looking at Kev. Uh, Patriots, they they gave their uh, opportunity away yesterday. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, those those teams have fallen off, but the Bills have it for sure. Such a homer. Yeah, well, no, he makes a good point, though. I mean, if you – so I've been tinkering with 538's odds this week. You know, it's not the gospel, but it's a pretty good source, right? Yep. And essentially, if you go in there, you can check, like, the few – how – Future results affect the odds. And if you just go into the game two weeks from now and say that the Dolphins beat the Patriots, the the Dolphins' odd odds of making the playoffs jump to 90%. Their odds of winning the division would be like 1%. Like, they, the odds are not – I mean, the Bills pretty much have a loop. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean I, – I think you guys are in. I, honestly, I think it's going to be the Dolphins and the Chargers as the wild card teams, right? So, Patriots – don't deserve it either. Let's be honest here. The Patriots are not a fun team, and the playoffs are probably better without them. I want them to be in there, but a team that gets by with a bad offense and a solid defense and amazing special teams is the worst type of football to watch as an unbiased viewer. Is it not? Nobody likes to see Matthew Slater downing the ball at the three yard line except me and Mike and George, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> What sucks is that I wish that like we can forfeit one of those wild card spots to the Jaguars who are picking up steam at the right time if they don't win their division. Like I'd rather see them in the playoffs than the Patriots. Like if this was like the college football playoff, then maybe <laughs> they'd have a chance. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, I don't know. I think we're all in agreement that the Bills are gonna win this division, right? And we'll get into wild cards a little bit more next week. Um, yeah, they're I the do- most complete team. They are. They are. And I think that they are legit Super Bowl contenders, not just going to win the division, but they could win this conference and even win the Super Bowl. And, and you know, I think the betting lines will agree with me and they, they will tell that same story that they're one of the favorites for a reason. So it's good to see, like Coop said, you know, they're preparing for the worst. They're bringing in guys that really are just whatever when you're looking at it. But there's a reason they're bringing them in. Now, if Gabe Davis goes down, it's not like, oh, crap, what do we do? They got a guy that could at least stretch the field, like you said, Coop. So they're setting up for this championship. They're totally setting up for it. Um, We're going to save the NFC for next week because I know our New England friends are going over to the stadium for some weirdo game watching in the cold at a stadium. I'm not really understanding that thing, but I guess if you we're get not drunk, going into the stadium, dude, there's just a lot of cool stuff to do. Over they're there. going over there and they're going to sacrifice Jacoby here's, Myers, like throw him into a volcano. <laughs> no, I, see, I need him in the Kings classic. Okay. Here's what happens. So. Here's what happens. If your team stinks, then you just have in the middle of nowhere, a stadium by itself. And it's a bunch of parking lots. and It's whack. When your team wins seven Super Bowls, 
the owner has all this money, he starts building cool stuff, dude. You know, he starts building. Adam Vinatieri's foot brought a bunch of bars, bought a bunch. You know, it's a Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff over there. So. Stop it. Get some help. It's, you know, he said there's a bed, yeah. bath, and beyond. So, all right. Well, nice. we'll, there is. It's quite large, actually. So, you guys can get to your bed, bath, and beyond and, you know, have your little shopping experience. But we cannot move on past injuries this week because there were some significant ones that are going to really affect some playoff teams in the fantasy playoffs. So, we're going right now to the Kevin Tompkins injury report. That's right. It is the Kevin Topkins injury report. Uh, not a real doctor, uh, as this uh, totally official Red Cross would have you believe. But uh, we are going to get into, of course, 101 uh, consensus or uh, not to some people. Jonathan Taylor, who only played two snaps in Saturday's game against the Vikings. Of course, I started him in Baby Bowl. That did not work out that great. So um, I'm going to be tumbling down the standings anyway. Suffered an ankle injury uh, per rap sheet in Rappaport. Uh, he will be uh, not playing in the rest of the games for the Colts uh, this season. So that moves the uh, statuesque Zach Moss into waiver wire consideration for the next couple weeks. Also, Deion Jackson, who is my preferred uh, Colts running back pickup, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, moves him into waiver wire consideration as well. But uh, Jonathan Taylor will not be the 101 next year uh, in 2023. Also, uh, Jalen hurts. Uh, so we had some, uh, Twitter discussion. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Rumor mongering today because the Vegas line went from Eagles minus one to Cowboys minus five. And people were wondering why. And then somebody came out and said, Jalen hurts. His collarbone was broken. Uh, that was clearly not the case. Uh, an orthopedic source on Hertz says it's a shoulder sprain. Uh, so he, his week, uh, uh, week 16 against the Cowboys is in jeopardy. Likely, uh, probably a more of a one week injury, really more pain tolerance. Uh, but still very concerning. If you have Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback in these fantasy playoffs, definitely puts a wrench into anybody uh, with their best ball teams, myself included. Uh, so could, could be Gardner Minshew time, uh, ready to lead the charge for the Eagles. So we'll certainly keep abreast with that. Tyler Lockett, who uh, I will admittedly, I did forget about because uh, who cares about Thursday games, but Tyler Lockett did break a bone below his index finger, putting his week 16 in jeopardy against Kansas city. So uh, very tough there. Hopefully, you know, he can make it back for week 17, but that's certainly no, uh, no guarantee. So really a light week for injuries, but you know, quality over quantity, I guess we're talking about uh, three, at least guys that probably got you to the fantasy playoffs and are probably going to be key parts in getting you a championship. Yep, and it's significant for that reason, Kevin. It might not be that many people to talk about, but they're significant players. And Blurpy came into the chat and said he has Hurts, and he's looking for a quarterback now, wants to know who he should pick up off waivers. Rodgers, Goff, Purdy, a Jets quarterback, or Minshew. This is, I mean, he's got options at least. None of them are great. I'm kind of leaning the way that he is. He said he's leaning between Rodgers and Goff. Personally, I'd go with Rodgers. Anybody go any differently? I don't know. I'm gonna go Minshew. Yeah, I'm gonna go Minshew. You got got Mike. You got you got Mike's Mike's trade. Mike's uh waiver out of the week right there, Minshew. Although you did just trade him away. I did trade him away for Dolchich and Dynasty (laughs) because I'm not an idiot. Um, But no, uh, I mean Dallas has been susceptible the past. You saw uh, what happened with T Law. I mean we've seen it now a couple weeks in a row, and they're just not what they've been. And anybody throwing AJ Brown and Devonta Smith is going to put up some numbers for you. So. Give me Minshew. And in the like the one game, he he started very few games, but in one of the games, he threw two touchdown passes to Dallas Goddard. If he can yeah. get Goddard back, uh, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, he's healthy, he's ready to go. But, like, Minshew with that squad, 
Yeah, I want to say it was 240, two touchdowns and no picks that yeah. game, right? Yeah. He had a nice, and he nice didn't have A.J. Brown. He gave a high five yeah. to every fan that could reach the field. Calm me into Minchu Mania. He's going to be a, a low-end QB1, high-end QB2 for the rest of the it's year. It's a lot of fun, man. I like it. I like it. I, I, I think I would go Rodgers, honestly. Um, I know the matchup isn't super great, but Miami and DVOA is pretty league average. Rodgers, we know, can support you know the weapons he has. Should get Romeo Dobbs next week as well. So uh, him and plus Watson. I think Green Bay can at least stay with Miami. If they can't win that game, I still think Rodgers has a pretty solid day. Um, I just think that he'll uh, – yeah, I know, Lou. I know. Um, you know, well, I don't get a lot of opportunity to talk good about Aaron Rodgers. It's mostly the other way. But uh, probably would take Rodgers here. And that's my thought too, Kev, is not that I don't think Minchie will do well because he did do well in his start last year without A.J. Brown, but I do think that it's a nice matchup also for Rodgers. He's proven a little bit more for me. So, yes, I would start Minchu over Heineke, but I not over that. Aaron Rodgers. So that's where I'm leaning on that one. You can go either way. I think both of those guys are good, but, I mean, I think they'll both do well this week. I just prefer Rodgers slightly. Mike prefers Minchu, so. I mean, who do you like better? I'm fully on the screen. He's only, you know, three quarters on the screen. So, (laughs) Um, Kev, you talked about the Indianapolis backfield. Obviously, those are waiver targets this week. We'll hit them quick. Zach Moss, Deion Jackson. I mean, Ren is in her semifinals now after squeaking out a win. She had Jonathan Taylor to go with her Saquon, and that's carrying her team. But she does have Deion Jackson on the bench. And should she just rock with Jackson or should she waver Zach Moss? And who should she start if she gets both? Um, as far I mean, if you're looking at those two, I mean, Zach Moss is going to get, I mean, he got, what, 24 uh, rush attempts last week. Uh, I mean, it's tough because, De- I mean, it depends on if it's PPR. If it's PPR, I'm probably leaning more toward Jackson, but. This offense is just kind of in shambles right now. Um, I don't know hey. if I really want a big piece of that. I mean, other than like Pittman. That offense but, put up 33 points. The offense isn't in shambles. But it's also the Vikings, one of the worst defenses in football, too. Um, the so, team put up 33 points. The offense, yeah, the didn't team, yeah, really. the team, yeah. Offense was not as, you know, yeah. Yeah, Kirk, I would. Kirk, I mean, Moss, Kirk Cousins I think, put up, Kirk Cousins put up like 70 points, is what I mean. but a lot of them were for the other team. <laughs> yeah nobody can take that away from him but yeah i think both guys are certainly in play but um certainly ppr and i think jackson still has some rushing upside too so i would take him over moss but moss is you're just hoping the guy can just get carry volume and fall in the end zone that's pretty much all right, all guys, for. We, we got a rock and roll we got a we got a ride coming all right oh my god <laughs> <I'm playing it. laughs> <laughs> get you guys get you guys on the flip side boys thanks for the surprise mike glad you joined us later guys always a pleasure yeah. be rooting for Audi Coopy's <laughs> rams tonight all right let's go no later, guys always Audi Coopy's rams later always, always love for auntie coop auntie coop going up against kev tonight didn't even connect that one until he said it so i'm glad he mentioned it but i mean quick waiver wire ad that you could make before this game starts and I did it, ran his team too. I suggested it to her because Kyron Williams was still out there and he was available. So she just dropped somebody from her bench, picked up Kyron Williams, just in case. You never know what's going to happen tonight. Cam Cam might, you know, get explosive diarrhea, you know, might, you know, pull something that makes him sit next week. Like if Kyron Williams steps up, gets the role, maybe he's a guy you want to have. But I told her, pick him up, see what happens tonight then you could always use him as your waiver ad, right? If you want to put a waiver in for a Zach Moss or something like that, you could then just recycle him and throw him out. But see what happens tonight. If you could grab him right now, go pick him up like she did. Um, Loop, anybody you want to add? Yeah, uh, Jawan Johnson, if you're if you're really hurting at, at tight end, and a lot of, a lot of people are, uh, yesterday he, he was back in the lineup. He led the Saints in targets. He had two touchdowns. So um, he's... He's been a red zone threat uh, throughout the season when he's been healthy. So uh, they're definitely worse, uh, worse tight ends that you could be rolling out there if you need help. I like that because their other tight end apparently throws 75-yard touchdown passes or something like that, right? Pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> Monday Night Football, we got the Rams at the Packers. We've been talking about it a little bit. I know, Kev, it's your team. 
What are you looking forward to the most tonight? Is it your team? Is it your team getting a softer matchup? Or is it something fantasy related? I am looking for 33.3.4 points from the Packers defense and Christian Watson tonight. Uh, so I don't have to march into the fantasy alarm uh, family uh, league group chat and uh, cause a hailstorm uh, about the league scoring. So I would like to advance in that league uh, with my team that I think clearly is the best in that league. So uh, the one that knocked me out of the playoffs last week in our battle for the playoffs matchup. You the did. very same, the, 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 the same league where I'm benching guys like Brandon Ayuk, like that I just do not have room for on my team. Uh, the, the week before I benched DK Metcalf because I didn't have room for him. There's only so many starting spots. So that is like the zero RB dream team uh, right now. So the team's solid. It is solid. So good luck to you. You deserve to win. Who are you playing? Uh, I am playing in Pemba. Oh, okay. Kirk, he Kirk Cousins to me. Kirk Cousins scored like 58 points and like 20 of that was on bonuses. Alone. <laughs> so yeah, that is a... why I would march into that group chat. Oh man. So we don't need that. So let's root for you. Sorry, I'm Pemba, but we're going to root for you, Kev. Luke, what are you I'm looking forward sorry. to? <laughs> uh, I want to see with, with an entire week of preparation for Baker Mayfield, how he looks coming out now that he knows more of the offense. Was it just a beginner's luck, just fluke performance against the Raiders? Or is maybe he a guy that they can they can keep around for the future and, and try to build um, build him up and, and see if he can be a guy if, if potentially Stafford uh, health-wise is not going to be able to uh, continue. So uh, I just want to see want to see what Baker Mayfield looks like. Uh, it's just uh, – it's a cool story. I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan, but uh, anybody, <laughs> you know, him him doing what he did against the Raiders was a, uh, you know, that was pretty cool though to come in on that short rest and and lead them to a victory. So, yeah. um, you know, just see what he looks like tonight. No, I like that because I think a lot of people are curious to see that. Not even just for this year, but for the future of the franchise. Right? There's a guy that they pretty much got for free that was a former number one pick. Let's see if they can unlock him a little bit and see if they can make something out of that career that was headed to the toilet if it wasn't already swirling around the rim. Um, I guess on, in addition to that, I'd be looking to see what the Rams backfield looks like, right? I'm, I'm, you know, I just mentioned Kyron and, you know, Cam Akers hasn't really set the world on fire since taking over the lead back role. So kind of looking to see if that backfield gets going and if anybody stands out because that could be somebody that helps you to a fantasy championship should you be a team that lost Jonathan Taylor and is looking for somebody to help you. So you never know. It could be somebody you could plug into a flex spot if they give you some clarity tonight. Um, final thoughts, guys. My final thought is just that it was really exciting to watch a Giants-Commanders game yesterday because Reyna was in a playoff matchup against my brother-in-law, Doug, and Doug had a little bit of a lead going into the matchup. Reyna had Saquon and Richard James because she started him over Zay Jones. We talked about that. And Doug had Terry McLaurin. So as we were watching the final few minutes of this game, Reyna, who is now starting to hate fantasy football because I put it before everything in life and I care so much about fantasy football that like it's making her kind of hate it. But she was so interested in this game where we were sitting literally on the edge of the bed watching every single play and every run that Saquon had in the last Giants drive. We were checking the score to see, okay, you're only down 0.3 now. And then he runs for a few yards. Okay, you're up 0.1 now. And then Washington gets the ball back. And every drop back, we're like, not 17, not 17, not 17. Then the touchdown, and she's like, is that good? I'm like, I don't know, because if they get a two-point conversion, then it's going to go to overtime. Then this thing's wild again. Then the touchdown got called back, and he's scrambling on the last play. And Ray is sitting there yelling, sack him, sack him. And just that was awesome. That, that couple of minutes of her in my world and experiencing what I go through every week was <laughs> freaking awesome. And that's my final thought. Kev? Uh, my final thought is, uh, so for the first time in history, North Dakota State will be playing South Dakota State in the FCS championship in Frisco, Texas, in the beginning of January. The usually the Dakota marker game between played between these two for a big piece of rock that Daco that 
denotes the marker for where North Dakota and South Dakota divide. So for the first time, we're going to get the FCS championship between the top team, South Dakota State, all year in the FCS rankings. And North Dakota State, who lost two games, uh, still only fell the fourth. And now uh, it's going to be a battle. Uh, the, the Mark Gronowski led South Dakota State Jackrabbits versus Cam Miller, North Dakota State. We'll see uh, who is the greater Dakota, but it uh, should be a fun game. I watched a little bit of that minor league football game the other day, and North Dakota State was playing against wow. like, Incarnate Word or something like that. And Cam good was off- fast. Good Cam offense, was very by the fast. way, in our Incarnate Word. They yeah. in Sacramento State. Did you see the score of that game? It was no. not a basketball score. It was 63-60. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But the North Dakota State quarterback wasn't that impressive. He was fast, but he wasn't impressive as a quarterback. So yeah. I don't know anything about South Dakota State, but if they're the number one seed, they're probably there because they have a good quarterback. And in minor league football, I would think that a good quarterback is going to win them a championship. So I think South Dakota State wins. And I know yeah. nothing about it. Yeah, Cam Miller's not like the obviously in the Trey Lance kind of discussion, but uh, he's good enough. And they also have a, a, a quarterback, I believe he's a sophomore, uh, Cole Payton, who was hurt that game. They, he gets used kind of like Taysom Hill, where he'll he'll be in. Him and Cam Miller will both be in on plays, uh, and Payton being kind of the rushing compliment, but not as good of a passer. He's the quarterback of the future. Uh, that is the next guy to get drafted. But uh, yeah, Cam Miller's fine. Uh, he's more of a caretaker. Okay. All right. Loop, I, I don't assume that your final thought has anything to do with minor league football. What's your final it's thought? It's not minor league football, dude. <laughs> That's a slant. Hey, say what you about Cooper Cup, <laughs> Eastern Washington. No, there's a player or two that comes out that's good, but yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, yeah uh, so for me, I would just say if, if you're tuning in and listening to us talk football, then I assume that you're probably still alive in at least one of your leagues, um, you know, for the playoffs. So I'll just, uh, my final thought would just be to say good luck. Hope uh, you win your matchups and uh, are here to, uh, to talk some semifinals next week for the playoffs. So that's right. Um, that's best right. of luck. And of course, everybody's celebrating your holidays. Enjoy your holidays. I know Hanukkah started last night. So happy Hanukkah to those that celebrate. And by the time we see you guys next week, an old fat man with a stocking will be coming down your chimney and Christmas will be here and gone. So Merry Christmas to everybody celebrating. Special happy birthday to Raina, whose birthday is Christmas Eve. So happy birthday to her coming up this week. Um, you know, everybody go out, enjoy. Hope everybody's kids are enjoying the holiday as well. Kev, are you getting the cat's presents for Christmas? I already got them. We got a big cat tree. Love it. Love it. We want pictures of them opening their cat tree. Or oh, it's already up. They're, they're, they got it early. Nice. Send us yeah. pictures, please. so thank you to everybody who tuned in chat was live tonight appreciate it thank you to mike for hopping in as a special guest we were not expecting over there with coop so that was awesome um thank you obviously everybody for tuning in thank you to rasball for hosting us definitely check out the rasball youtube page check out the fantasy besties twitter page at fantasy besties Go over to rasball.com. That's where you can find my written content. And that's where you could also find the live audio of this show. I guess it wouldn't be live audio of the show if it's after the show. But you can find the audio of the show over there. It was it was live at one point. But appreciate you all as always. Happy holidays. We'll see you before the new year. So I won't say happy new year. I'll save that for next week. But for Kevin, for Linda, for Coop and Loop, I'm JB Barry. We're the Fantasy Besties. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday.